This is RMB's Data Analytics Podcast with Matthew Burnett, where we look at the insightful role that data analytics plays for decision makers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RMB Data Analytics Podcast. I'm Matthew Burnett, your host. I'm the head of data analytics at Rand Merchant Bank. And joining me on the podcast today is Chris Dane. Chris is head of analytics for ShopRite Technology within the ShopRite Group. Chris, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for the opportunity. So, Chris, the ShopRite Group must collect an absolute vast amount of data, right? You've got stores um, all over the country. You collect um, a lot of data from the people that are coming in and purchasing your products. You've got data on the products that you sell. How are you using all of this data to, to make your consumers' lives easier and also for the benefit of ShopRite itself? Yeah, thanks, Matthew. I think we are very excited about the opportunities that data presents to our organization. Um, maybe just as a starting point, we serve, we serve over 24 million customers in roughly 2,900 stores. Uh, we have in excess of 25,000 points of sale and, um, and about 100,000 plus articles that move through these uh, points. So we have quite a number of data points. Uh, and all of these data assets really allow us to execute on our group strategy to become a smarter shop right. Um, so there's a number of pillars uh, to the strategy, but I think from an analytics perspective, there's two ones that we really deem to be very important. Uh, the one is our focus on customer centricity, and the other one is the enablement of precision retailing. So customer centricity is about making sure the customer has a rewarding experience whenever they interact with us. Um, examples of that is, is the product you are looking for available, the quality of the product what of the highest standard, is the price what you're expecting it to be, uh, is your in-store experience from start to, to exit uh, enjoyable, um, have we removed as much friction from that process as we can. Um, so that, I think, is for us really a big focus in terms of customer centricity. Um, the enabling of the precision retailing is, is very wide, uh, but for us, the, the focus on, is on infusing more science into the decision-making process, um, and, and be that for inventory control, replenishment, focusing on wastage or shrinkage, uh, quality control on fresh produce, or even as far as you know, our fleet and fleet management. So I think the opportunities for us are endless. Um, it's a really exciting industry to be involved in uh, because there's such so many moving parts and so many opportunities to um, mine different data assets that exist within our organization. Sure, and it sounds like um, you've got a hell of a lot of data. I mean, you mentioned there are almost 3,000 stores, 25,000 points of sale. I mean, how, how are you collecting all of this data and then ensuring that the data is usable for analytics? So we have a very strong focus on, on data pipelines. Uh, we spent quite a number of years investing in uh, standardizing our data pipelines, making sure that these pipelines are complete, uh, the time is, uh, and the data is of high quality. Uh, and that led us to the establishment of a data vault architecture. And from that data vault architecture, we are basically exposing all of these data assets uh, in different channels uh, to different types of users 
uh, for use within our organization. Um, initially, I think it, the, the focus was very reporting-based, and as an organization, we've now really started in the last two years maturing into a lot more insights-driven uh, data usage, um, and, and we've made really great progress on that, but we're still on a journey um, to expose more of this data assets to more parts of our organization and grow it that way. And it absolutely is a journey, as you said. You know, you, you start off with just the descriptive analytics and, and then move on to the insights. But, of course, enabling all of that, as you said, is the data pipelines and, and really quite a lot of data engineering work. And I think that's probably where a lot of organizations fail. They try and start with the data science without the, getting the data engineering right, which really enables the data science, doesn't it? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think a lot of organizations uh, focus on the science or exposing the, the science in terms of visualization or uh, process re-engineering. Um, we, we spend a lot of energy focusing on, on the data engineering side of it, uh, getting our data assets and data pipeline uh, in, in the right state. Uh, and we refer to that, you know, we really use a, a method where we say we, we, we try and categorize our system. So for us, the data engineering was really about an investment in systems of differentiation uh, that leads us then to be able to utilize that into systems of innovation, which is then the application of science, the application of all other forms of innovation on top of those systems of differentiation. Yeah, it, it really is the key that un unlocks data science. Uh, Chris, there's been a the recent you know move into a, a new entity looking at Shoprite X. Can you explain to us a bit about you know what Shoprite X is versus uh, Shoprite? So um, Shoprite X is uh, a new digital innovation unit. It's part of the Shoprite group. Um, it's really trying to marry um, data science, technology, a great talent. Um, into a unit that is very much um, customer-focused um, and is really trying to consolidate all of our uh, different business entities uh, into a single unit uh, to try and uh, just change uh, and improve the lives of our customers. Um, it deals with a number of different focus areas, commerce, rewards, personalization, uh, media, um, also looking at how we can innovate uh, and bring more innovation to to our customers. It's, it's fantastic to hear that you've got the focus on the customer. Really, I guess you know the heart and and, and driving force behind the Shoprite business, and of course, making their lives easier using analytics is, is such a win. Chris, my final question to you is: is what does the future of, of retail look like? You know, there's been obviously this um, big move to, to e-commerce, and I know that um, you know Shoprite has has obviously uh, played uh, quite a bit in that space as well. What does the future look like when one walks into the, a future store? It doesn't involve you know payment using biometrics. What do you, what do you think is going to be the big changes over the next few years in in the retail environment? Yeah, I think you know for me. Uh, the, the focus areas um, in terms of development in the retail industry is this evolution of our customer uh, from single channel to multi channel and and how do we track and and uh, and monitor you know that multi channel activity um, 
Again, location analysis is very important for us. I think there's a focus area. Um, you know, the introduction of uh, augmented reality, um, you know, again, we're seeing that in different forms, and, and that for us is, is, is also an interesting area. And then the concept of customer offer engines, right? Um, it's really uh, go from the system that historically was, was really targeting the masses um, to becoming something that is a lot more personalized, uh, uh, you know, a lot more just tailored to the individual customer's needs and desires. So that to us is really uh, big focus areas, um, areas that we're continuing to work on. I, I think we're continuing to try and improve customer experience um, in everything that we touch is how do we reduce uh, friction uh, how, we're challenging every single norm within the process currently uh, and questioning why it exists, what value is it adding, what value is it adding to our customer. Um, for us as an analytics group within ShopRite Technology, I think we're, we're, our drive is to make advanced analytics more accessible. Um, and we mean advanced analytics, not descriptive analytics. And so we're really focusing on uh, making predictive and prescriptive analytics uh, more available to your citizen data scientists and citizen visualization expert within the organization. And so we're questioning how we can do that, um, you know, in everything that we do. Um, we are continuing to invest more in outside intelligence. So how can we uh, um, continue to invest in data attribution onto our existing internal data assets? Um, we continue to work on an ecosystem where exploration, ideation, research, experimentation is encouraged and supported on a continuing basis. So we have the saying where we're saying, productionize your curiosity. So we're trying to create a workforce that is challenging uh, every single uh, norm that exists within our, within our landscape. And then I think for, for all organizations, you know, going forward, uh, investment in human talent and potential, right? Uh, we, we want to create an environment where we can inform, educate, inspire our people to reach their professional goals. Uh, you know, we believe in a work environment that both challenges and supports people. Um, and we, we want to introduce less stress and more enjoyment into that. So I think that's important for us is that we are aspirational uh, and we are driven, uh, ruthless to a point, but we, we, we want to make sure that people are having fun uh, while they're doing that. Chris, I, I, I must say that's probably going to be my new saying is to productionize your curiosity. I, I absolutely, I absolutely love that and also speaks to productionization of, of models as well. Um, so that's a fantastic saying. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to RB's Data Analytics with Matthew Bernath podcast. Subscribe now for more episodes.